you want a miracle, go ahead and take a lap. Show the devil. Show your flesh. Show the world. I'm going to get my miracle. Come on, somebody shout. Somebody jump. Somebody lift your voice. Somebody clap. Somebody praise him. Come on, Zach. Take another one. Take a lap for those backslidden children. Take a lap for that lost husband. Take a lap for that lost wife. Take a lap for those things you want to see come to pass. Take a lap for those prayers. Yeah, uh uh-huh. You're in that kind of a church. If you're visiting with us today, you're in a church that believes in miracles. You're in a church that believes that God still moves among humanity. Man, how many laps are you going to take? Yeah! something in this revival. Do something. Lord, I feel it. All right. All right. Now, this is what we're going to do. We are going to combine this revival with prayer and fasting. If you will fast tomorrow, lift your hand. If you will fast on Tuesday, lift your hand. If you will fast on Wednesday, lift your hand. If you will fast on Thursday, lift your hand. If you will fast on Friday, lift your hand. If you will fast next Saturday, lift your hand. Clap your hands and give him praise. We didn't come here to take it easy. I didn't come here to retire. I didn't come here to play a game. I didn't come here to go through the motions. I didn't come here to be quiet. I didn't I didn't come here to just be Pentecostal. I came here for revival. Go ahead, Mom. Take your lap. 
Without any further delay, Brother Cox, come and preach to us. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Lift your voice and tell God how excited you are to have the Holy Ghost. Come on, aren't you glad you know who Jesus is? Hallelujah. 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 Holy Ghost. Somebody could get the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody could start speaking with other tongues for the first time right now. Somebody could be healed right now. You got a sickness in your body, I challenge you. Throw your hands in the air, lift your voice, and begin to claim healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is in the house. There are people in this building right now whose names were in that box. And I'm just dumb enough to believe that what God's done before... He can do it again. And I just want to encourage somebody, start praying with some specifics. God, the devil's had them long enough. Devil, you've had them long enough. We're not giving you one more day of wrecking their lives. I've let you have them long enough. But 2019, I'm believing God's going to answer some old prayers. Some old prayers. Anybody got faith in this house tonight? God's going to lift some barriers. God's going to lift some heaviness. God's going to deal with the struggler that can't seem to stay on his feet. God's going to break the cycle of in and out of the house of God every three weeks. Come on, are you hearing the evangelist right now? Somebody's going to pray through and stay prayed through. Praise God. It's good to be in Spokane. It's good to see faces that prayed through the last time I was here that are still here. It's good to be with Brother and Sister Mayo. I give them honor today. Friends of mine, I'm glad God placed them in our life. I'm glad to be here with my family. And uh, I know this church knows how blessed you are to have the Mayos as the pastor of this great congregation. You're a blessed church. And everything here is first class. 
You know, there there are some places I go to, Pastor Mayo, and I feel like I'm the only one that wants to have revival in the building. And it's refreshing to an evangelist to be able to walk into an atmosphere where people are in the prayer room and are actually praying, and there's people worshiping. I've come to join your team today. I didn't come to pull you into becoming a team. I came to join your team and say, let's put our faith together and let's have an apostolic move of God in Spokane Valley, Spokane, Liberty Lake, and let's leave with testimonies of miracles. If you have your Bibles today, Genesis We're going to read in two places, the first being the 32nd chapter of Genesis, starting in verse 24. Then we will flip a couple chapters to 35 and read a few verses there. There's individuals in this house today that need the Holy Ghost. There's someone in this building today, you're trying to act like you don't even want to be here. Your world's spinning out of control and you're trying to put on a face that nothing's moving you. But you're here because God's got plans for your life. And God knows how to make an intervention. I challenge you today. You're not fooling anybody. And you're not fooling God. I encourage you to be the first one in this altar today and let God change your world around. This is your first time here. You've never been to an apostolic church. There's going to be a point when the whole church comes out of their pews and gathers in this front. Don't stay in your pew. Join with the rest of the church. Find you a place to lift your voice in repentance and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost and do for you what he's done for so many others in this building. Genesis 32 and verse number 24. We are coming into a story. Jacob was going to meet his brother that he had cheated out of a birthright. He had split his family into two parties, figuring Esau was ready to kill him. And throughout the night, we read about the famous wrestling match, and Jacob was left alone in 32 and 24 of Genesis. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. The hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Sometimes you've got to hold on when others let go. And he said unto him, what is thy name? This was a confession moment. And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men and hast prevailed. Verse 31, and he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. He had a name changed. Genesis 35 and verse number 16. They journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, 
that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. She called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Now I want to preach to us this morning about the name changer, the name changer. Would you lay your Bibles down? The Holy Ghost is already here. Would you lift your voice and pray that God's perfect will would be done in this service right now? Come on. I need about five prayer warriors to lift your voice above a whisper. And let's pray like apostolics know how to pray. Go ahead. Somebody's got God's attention right now. Go ahead. Somebody's in the Holy Ghost right now. God, let there be an old-time anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. God, let the glory cloud fill this place. Come on. There's something breaking right now in what you're doing. Somebody came in to say, I'm not letting go until something happens in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let your perfect will be done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. My name is a Hebrew name meaning gift from God. I don't believe my parents knew that at the time when they named me, and they might have even argued with it once in a while. But my father named me after an evangelist that had come through and preached a revival when he was a young man and preached messages that had changed his life. And so he wanted there to be a constant reminder that God will have somebody to come preach to you in your time of need. And so he named me Nathan. See, in olden days, names were more than, I'm, I'm going to start out a little slow, but just bear with me. I feel comfortable here today. You know me. I know you. God's going to move. I feel a burden on my heart today. In olden days, names were more than just finding something trendy or being careful not to use the name of an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend before you got married. Names were about conveying a message because names have power. Names would carry meaning. Names would convey something. In olden days, names were chosen with great care because they would convey a message about their hopes for the child and his future, and they would try and put something on that child. In fact, time and again, when God would begin to do a new thing in the people of God, he would change the name of the individual that he called out so that by the name change, he would indicate that this is the difference in their life and there's a different direction I am taking them. And so their name means what I'm trying to perform. That's why we find Abram changed to Abraham, to the father of multitudes, because God said, this is what I'm trying to do with you now. Abraham uh, is trying to make you a father of many and that through you all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Uh, Moses meant drawn out of the water. And I don't even believe Pharaoh's daughter realized what she was doing, but God was signifying I'm going to bring my people out by the, through the water, and I'm going to bring deliverance. And so he was giving a witness by the name change and the name application of what he was going to do. Simon Peter, uh, I'm not going to call you Simon anymore, but I'm going to call you Peter, which means rock. And upon this 
this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And it was Simon Peter that stood up with a rock-solid message, holding the keys of the kingdom, and began to preach, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God always begins to change people's names and to change what their label is when he begins to do something new in their life. In Genesis 29 and 32, Leah would name her children after the struggles that she was having trying to win her husband. Her first child, Reuben, she named him Affliction because she said, the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Simeon, she said, I'm going to name him Simeon, which meant heard because she said, through I was bitter, the Lord has heard me. Levi, she said, I'm going to name him Joined because hopefully through my third son, she's putting a lot of pressure on her children somehow that my son is going to join my husband to me. Then she has Judah and finally says, you know, I'm just going to praise the Lord. She was trying to put upon her children the weight of her unfulfilled dreams and the weight of her struggle and pain. In 1 Samuel 4 and 21, Phinehas' wife died. And while giving birth, the Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant. And she named him Ichabod, which meant the glory of the Lord has departed from Israel. And for the rest of his life, he had to live under the weight of the glory of God has departed. And to live under the heaviness that every time they said Ichabod, it was a reminder that God's glory has left us and has departed. And so Rachel is in travail having Jacob's baby and in the midst of her pain she says I'm going to call him Benoni which simply means son of my sorrows. She was putting upon her son to forever live under the weight and the sorrows and the pain that his mother had experienced. I'm telling you we are living in a world where people are walking into our doors Pastor Mayo that is living under the weight and the troubles of their family curse and under the problems that their parents had and under the issues that their mom and dad faced and under the weight of their sorrows. And I just want to stop here and tell somebody, you've got to quit letting the pain name your baby. You've got to quit letting the struggle you're going in forever condemn you from ever having liberty and victory. I've come to preach to somebody living under some labels this morning. You hear this evangelist. I don't care who your father was. I don't care how bad your mother was. It makes no difference what struggles you grew up in uh, and what your environment was like. Uh, God is a name changer. Uh, God knows how to lift a son of an alcoholic uh, and make them a preacher of the gospel. Uh, Come on, I already feel something moving right now in the Holy Ghost. Uh, You've got to quit letting pain uh, condemn your future uh, to say I'm not ever going to have victory. I'm not ever going to be anything for God. Uh, There's too many young people that are struggling in this building uh, because you're letting somebody else's struggle uh, and somebody else's problem uh, forever condemn you from ever having victory. Uh, I don't care if your parents ran out of church. Uh, I've come to preach you can get the Holy Ghost uh, and you can stay in the house of God. Quit letting past failures uh, forever condemn you from being something in the face of God. Uh, You've got to get your mind made up. I'm going to go to an altar, and I'm going to let God change the label. Come on, I feel something happening already in this house right now. 
Come on, there's people living under the label. Huh? There's people living under a label of heaviness. Huh? There's people living under a label of bitterness and depression. Huh? And every day of your life is hindered huh? because of the name and the weight that is on you. Huh? But I feel like God's going to lift some heaviness in this place today. Huh? God's going to lift some generational curses. Huh? God's going to break the bondage cycle. Huh? God's going to stop the back and forth and the up and down. Huh? I may be the son of your sorrows, uh, but God knows how to change my name uh, and make me some. Lift your hands in this house right now. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. Somebody ought to lift your voice in this building. I've come to preach to a young man that your entire life uh, has been a cycle of struggle uh, because you're living under the weight of the environment you came out of. Uh, you're living under the weight of what your parents were like. Uh, and you're saying, well, this is just what I'm going to have to carry. That's a lie from hell. Uh, I'm telling you, maybe nobody ever stopped to consider what might happen if Jesus showed up. Uh, well, he's always going to be this way. Uh, his mother was an alcoholic, uh, so she's going to be an alcoholic. Uh, his dad was a liar, so he's going to be a liar, huh? but nobody ever stopped to consider what might happen on a Sunday morning huh? in January huh? when God showed up huh? and said, I'm not going to let the pain name the baby. I'm not going to let the failure name your child. Huh? I'm not going to let the pain. Go ahead. Somebody do what you feel for just a moment right now. Somebody lift your voice and respond to the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Come on, I've got a ways to go, but the Holy Ghost is moving right now. God's ready to give somebody a liberating name change in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, son of my sorrows. Oh, no, no. We live in a society that is overcome. And I've heard pastors say this, and he's right, with a spirit of insanity. They have absolutely lost their minds. We are dealing with more broken, mentally messed up people than we've ever seen before. We're confused about who men are, who women are, what their family's like, what a mom and dad should be like, what a stable home should be like, what's right, what's wrong. There's more mental instability. And our world is telling people, if you struggle with something, then that's what you are. If you, if you ever had a, a thought of homosexuality, then you're automatically a homosexual. If you ever look at an alcohol bottle you're an alcoholic and they'll tell you you are what you struggle with but I've come to preach that lie out of this building today you are not your struggle are you hearing me right now you're not what you're tempted by just because you are tempted doesn't mean you're a liar just because you are tempted by pornography doesn't mean you're a porn addict just because you struggle doesn't mean you're out you are not what you're struggling with. That's a lie from hell. Just because you're tempted doesn't mean that's who you are. Let me tell you who you are. I'm a child of God in need of the Holy Ghost. I may be tempted by this, but that's not how I'm going to live. Come on, I feel something break right there. Come on, I feel something breaking right there in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needed to hear what was just preached right there. You are not your struggle. You don't have to give prey to it. You're not the son of sorrows. You're My God, somebody do what you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, I feel something moving in this place. I... 
Well, I felt a little depression today. I must be a manic depression. No, you're not. Don't just give in to the struggle. Don't just give in to the name. Don't just give in to the label. I'm going to have to carry the weight of Ichabod. I'm going to have to carry the weight of failure. The devil is a liar. God's a name changer. I am not defined by what has tempted me. My God, we need to fill up to the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, I've got a lot to preach, but I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. There are individuals in this place that have a reoccurring struggle. And you constantly come in with condemnation in the house of God. Because hell has told you that that's who you are. You're the son of Rachel's sorrows. You're a lesbian or homosexual. Well, why does that always get tight right there? You're an alcoholic. You're bipolar. You're messed up mentally. You're just an angry person. And you feel like you've got to live up to that label. So you say, well, this is just my lot in life. life. Might as well just live it. You are not your temptation. Are you hearing this, evangelist? You are not your temptation. You're in a place right now where there is a God that still knows how to lift a bad label and say, I can give you victory. And you can come to an altar and God can begin to lift the heaviness. And God can begin to lift the depression. I'm fighting a spiritual battle right now. I'm fighting voices of hell right now. I'm fighting things that are going on in people's life. Yeah, but Brother Cox, I've lived under this weight a long time. Yeah, but I've never been able to break through it. It don't matter what you've never been able to do before. You're in the right place today. I'm telling you, God can break it. God can break it. God can break it. God can break it. Go, somebody do what you feel right now in the Holy Ghost. Somebody can pray through to the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody can pray back through right now. Somebody can be delivered right now. Blow your mind to know how many people are dealing with depression that have the Holy Ghost. I bind that foul spirit of heaviness. You don't have to believe that God can do it, but I believe God uh, can give us a peace that passes all understanding that frees you from a Xanax. Come on, we're going to lift some addictions in this house today. Uh, we're going to lift some labels in this house today. Uh, we're going to take you from the son of sorrows uh, to the son of the right hand. Uh, we're going to take you from sorrow to power. Uh, we're going to take you from backslider to saint of God. Uh, we're going to take you from struggler to victorious. Uh, we're going to take you from up and down to steadiness. Uh, Every voice lifted right now, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Come on, from the front to the back.
devil, I'm not going to let the pain name my future. I'm not going to let my failure name my whole life. I'm going to get something in an altar that says you may call me son of sorrows. But thank God there was an Israel that said they're not a son of sorrows. He's not going to live under that weight. He's the son of my right hand. He's going to be victorious. Go ahead. You're waiting on something to happen. God's saying, I'm just waiting on you to let me flip a label. I'm just waiting on you to let me have a heart change. I'm just waiting on somebody to get a spirit of repentance. I will not live up to my temptation. I will be delivered by the name changer. That's it. A couple of ladies, lift your voice over here. Let me talk to a few people. Jacob knew what it was like to live up under a label. He was the supplanter. His name meant liar. His name meant deceiver. He was underhanded. He cheated his brother. He cheated his father. He cheated his uncle. He was living up to the family name. He was living up to the label. But one day, God said, I've got more for you to do in life than just always spend your time being a deceiver. See, I put a promise on your family that there's going to be a multitude come out, and you're not going to continue living and thinking uh, that the best you're going to do in life uh, is live up to a negative name uh, and being a liar uh, and being a deceiver. Uh, and it got a hold of him one night in a wrestling match. Uh, and Jacob realized this was a God moment. Uh, this is an opportunity uh, to finally be free uh, of a lifelong curse uh, that I've been living up to. Uh, don't you ever think these services are a waste of time? Uh, this is a God moment. Uh, this is an opportunity uh, to break free of a lifelong curse. Uh, I don't have to keep living up to Jacob. Uh, I don't have to keep living up to my name of being a liar. I'm in a wrestling match on a Sunday morning and I'm not letting go. He said, you bless me until I get something different. And he touched the hollow of his thigh. And this was a sign. We're changing the name. You're going to go from liar and deceiver in one wrestling match to Israel. As a prince, thou hast power with God, and thou hast prevailed. And from that day forward, when he got a name change, he got a walk change, and his whole life was different. The problem with some people is they come for a name change, but they don't come for a walk change. service after service, and you cry and go through your routine, but because there's no change in your walk, within three days, you're back to being the supplanter. Are you hearing the preacher right now? If you hear what I'm preaching, it's simple, but it'll keep you in church the rest of your life. If you make up your mind, I'm not just going to the altar to have a little touch hit me and to shed a few tears. I'm going to have a complete overhaul in how I'm walking. Nice to meet you. I'm a prince that has power with God because I didn't just go and get a touch. I held on until everything changed. And I went home and I started cleaning sin out and I started laying the old addictions down and I stopped going where I used to go. And I Can I preach a little repentance in this house? And I stopped living how I used to live and I stopped talking like I used to talk and I've been noticing. I ain't been lying anymore. I ain't been struggling with pornography anymore. I... 
I ain't been feeling the weight of depression anymore. I've turned off some stuff. I've got rid of some stuff. There's been a name change. There's been a walk change. I'm not. But Jacob's sons had living memories of their father when he used to be the supplanter. They saw the man that used to be the supplanter, but that was no longer the supplanter. There's a man named Benoni who, thank God, Israel said, no, no, no. I'm a man that knows what it's like to live up to a negative label. We will not condemn our son to live up under the son of sorrows. He said, what God has done for me, I want him to know God can do for him. He said, I'm a prince that has power with God, and he's going to be the son of my right hand, of my strength. He's going to grow up knowing God can do things great for me. I can be somebody. He's not going to live under the weight. And see, he had sons that still knew the liar, knew the supplanter. But Benjamin grew up never knowing what it was like to know a father who was a deceiver. He never knew Jacob. He never saw the liar. All he ever saw was a father uh, that had been after the name change. Uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, just because your parents didn't do it right uh, don't mean you can't get it right. Uh, I'm raising up... I've got a father who was an alcoholic. I've got a father who was messing around with marijuana. He was a long-haired hippie. But I never knew that side of the man because I came into his life after he had a wrestling match and a name change. And all I've ever known was a daddy that knows how to pray and a daddy that said, I'm going to name my son after a preacher because I don't want him living under the weight of his family failures. And I've come to preach to somebody today. Quit letting the pain name your baby. Quit letting your life be destroyed by who your dad was. You can say, not anymore in my house. My children are going to grow up saying, all I know is daddy knows how to pray. All I know is mom's got the Holy Ghost. Don't let them run by themselves. Come on, there's something breaking right now. Come on, Benjamin. Your daddy had a name change. Thank God he's still changing names. Thank God he's still breaking a generational curse. When you would say my dad's name, you thought of an irresponsible hippie that was messing around with pot and getting in trouble at school. But at 16 years old, he had a wrestling match. And he got a name change. His daddy was an adulterer. His brothers died of alcoholism. His sisters have been married five, six, seven times, and they told him you'll never be anything in life, but they never factored in a wrestling match at the altar. And if my dad had lived up to the name change, you'd probably see just another young man addicted to meth, uh, messed up on drugs, uh, messed up with, uh, but I never knew that side of my father uh, because he said it stops here. Uh, I'm not going to let the pain uh, that I've experienced forever condemn my family, my future, my decisions. Uh, I've come to preach to somebody. Uh, you're living in with doubt. You're living with depression. Uh, you're living with all kinds of junk. Uh, you're wondering if you should even be in the house of God uh, because of all the stuff going on in your life. Uh, I'm telling you, you don't have to live up 
up to what everybody expects you're going to be. You don't have to live up to people's negative expectations. You don't have to be the person that's always up and down and messed up and broken. No, no, no. God's saying there's a Jacob in this house that's not going to leave as a deceiver, but that's going to leave as power with God. There's the son of sorrows in this house, but they're not going to leave under the weight of the heaviness. I want every voice lifted right now, every hand in the air. God's talking to you right now. God's talking to people. Keep praying, church. Let's fill out to the Holy Ghost for just a moment right now. I need voices lifted. I need five people that know what intercession's about right now to lift your voice. Young man, you hear this preacher right now. You're playing with this stuff, and you think it's just a game, and you don't realize you're just living up to the world's negative label. You're trying to wreck your life with stuff that you think is a game. Sin is not a game. And you're feeling the presence of God, but you're trying to act like you don't know what's happening right now. I'm telling you, you need to let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you in this service right now. You hear me, backslider. It's time to come back to an altar. You hear me. You come back and the devil's telling you you're missing out on something great. The devil's telling you you're never going to be spiritual. He is a liar and the truth is not in him. The devil's telling you you're never going to know how to talk in tongues. The devil's telling you you're never going to learn how to walk in prayer. The devil's telling you you're never going to be faithful. He is a liar and the truth is not in him. Come on, Benoni. You're not the son of sorrows after today. You're walking out of here saying I've got power. This altar's open. You need to grab the person next to you and run to this altar and let God start flipping some labels. Uh, let God take depression. Uh, I don't know what your name means. Uh, maybe when people say your name, they think of addict. Uh, maybe they think of always in and out. Uh, maybe they think unstable. Uh, maybe when they say your name, they think he's carnal. Uh, but I'm telling you, God's ready to change it today. Uh, God's ready to put somebody in baptism uh, and put the name of Jesus on your life. Uh, thank God he brought me out of darkness. Uh, thank God he brought me to a watery grave. Uh, and I got baptized in the name of Jesus. And he took the old name off. And he put the name of Jesus on me. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, run to this altar. If you're battling depression, run to this altar. If you're constantly falling over the same sin, run to this altar. You are not what you're tempted by. You are not what your struggle is. You are not a liar. You are not the son of sorrows. You are not immoral. You are not carnal. Don't let your struggle name who you are. The name changers here. You come to this altar and you pray till you pray through to the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues and let God change your walk. Church, help me pray. Help me pray. Help me pray. Help me pray. Come on. This is what the Holy Ghost does. He takes hippies and makes them preachers. This is what the Holy Ghost does. He breaks generational curses. Uh, he breaks people that can't go through life without depending on appeal and gives them a peace that passes all understanding. You pray till you feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost lifting some heaviness in this place. That's it. If you're seeking God, close your eyes. 
Block out all the distractions. Lift your voice and begin to wrestle at the brook right now. We're not going to live under the sun of sorrows. We're not going to live under Ichabod. We're not going to live under the weight of my struggle. God's going to change your name, Israel, and God's going to change how you walk. Stay here till the depression's gone. Stay here till the addiction lifts. Stay here till you're speaking with other tongues as God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Come on, young man, open your mouth and let your emotions go right now. Come on. The weight of a generational curse is gone right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of hell that's coming against you, God's breaking it right now in the name of Jesus. That spirit of instability, always up and down, God's lifting it right now. Come on. God's lifting the heaviness. God's lifting the self-doubt. Come on, somebody. Let it go. God's doing a new thing. God's changing a name, Abraham. God's changing a name, Moses. God's drawing you out of some stuff. Come on, pray to you, pray through. God, let the gifts of the Spirit work right now. God, let the gifts of the Spirit work right now. You don't stop till you feel something lift. You don't stop till you feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. You don't stop till you've emptied your heart of sin right now. Come on, let God lift the label you've been living under. That's it, church. Pray, 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 pray. It's miracle moment right now.